0: I would love for you to grab one or all of my complimentary Digi products and join my exclusive email tribe where I don't spam and I give massive value on a weekly basis. I look so forward to locking arms with you hey everybody welcome to war cry radio go be great i am your host karina calhoun i am your mindset and life coach and i'm excited i'm thrilled to have on the show today my sister celia powell who is a cpa she's got those big three letters behind her name and i honor her for that celia welcome to the show how are you Well, thank you, Karina. Thank you
1: so much for inviting me to have this conversation today. I'm excited as well. I cannot tell you how overjoyed I've been all week because this has been one of the last items on my calendar and it has been a busy week, as you know. It is getting to be about that busy season for those people who have those three letters behind their name. (laughs) I am doing well. I am doing well. And thanks again for having me. To have this conversation with you today
0: absolutely absolutely so you know i just want to say that i absolutely love 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 your spirit your personality for those that are listening listen she is smiling from ear to ear and every time I've come into contact with her even when you're talking to her and you can't see her face you know she's smiling from ear to ear she is just that warm individual that you know you're gonna get some love from and I absolutely love that Celia thank you again so much for joining me here it has been I've been anticipating this because I know it's gonna be an amazing conversation. So you've got those three letters behind your name. Tell us what you do, why you do it. And there's some interesting things that I know about this. So I'm waiting to hear about this. (laughs) Uh,
1: Thank you for wanting to listen to my story and my journey to get to these three little letters of which started about 33 years ago, I moved from New York City down to Richmond, Virginia. And I had aspirations of being a fashion designer at that time, not realizing that I had changed landscapes, but I also needed to eat. So the first thing I did was register with a temporary agency. And okay. temporary agency, when they tested me, placed me in uh, an accounting position, accounts payable position at uh, Best Products, which was a homegrown retail um, outlet based out of Richmond. Um, So that was the beginning of the journey. Um, Since then, I have just grown with corporate, private industry and accounting positions all the way through being a the uh, director of finance, all wow. on two accounting classes. I like to you not Accounting wow. one and accounting two.
0: Wow.
1: I went all the way through that level of growth in the profession and I decided that, hmm, maybe I need to take this a little bit serious <laughs> and really get the credentialing that I should receive. For the experience that I have had. And so that just led me on a path of being um, educated, getting additional credits so that I would qualify to be a CPA candidate. And that journey took about five years because at that time I had a young son. And so I was a single mom and I had all of those duties of, of raising a family, but also pursuing my career. So it had been a fairly long journey. And I want to say it was probably about 18 years in before I went and um, went to get my my CPA license. So it didn't happen right after college. It didn't happen from a traditional um, career path, but it happened. So uh, my joy comes from just being faithful to the direction and the path. And then it led me to the outcome of where I am today. Uh, took that further in 2008, right before the great recession hit, I went out on my own and I um, implemented a business called Accounting Strategies to Solutions. I created my firm, and that was right before the recession hit. And I wanted to do that before my son went to high school because I wanted to be home. I wanted to be able to run my business and be there for my son before he went on to college. And the faithfulness of the path led that to happen. And he went, he started high school That September, I left the corporate world the January before, and I have been practicing ever since and it's now 13 years. So that was my path and I serve nonprofit clients and small businesses. They share like kind needs. They're different. They have different um, aspects and factors, but ultimately they have the same struggles. So I've been able to build my businesses mainly around helping either nonprofits who are doing the work that nobody else is doing in the communities that we live in or small businesses that are starting, And but they also are mission-based and purpose-based because that is where my core values are in that I help people who are helping people. Yes. Um, It it comes back, you know, full circle for me and it's part of my give back.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, and I I recently did an interview with another lady business owner who's just out here really killing it like you are. And she talked about how she pivoted from one thing that she initially thought she was going to do in life pivoted into something completely different. It sounds like you did the same thing. And so I, I kinda wanna talk about that a little bit because I, I love to let people know that just because you started off in one space doesn't mean that's where you're going to end. And it certainly does not mean that you made a mistake at that time. It's just that sometimes the path goes in different directions. And so I wanted to be able to just really talk about that and see if you know how did how did you maneuver through that through that pivot because you talked about you know you wanted to be in fashion design initially and I mean you're looking kind of snazzy now anyway so it's not like you left (laughs) I've seen some of your videos I've seen you so it's not like it you know you left that (laughs) no
1: (laughs) Well, what what I've come to realize was that was purposeful. My goal was purposeful at that time in my life. It was my exposure. It was um, it was it helped incubate my creativity. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people who knew me during that life, when I was pursuing a career in fashion design. And they find out that I am now an accountant, it's just that it blows their mind. And mm-hmm. I, I get it, I kind of get a kick out of it because, you know, you you in life, you like you said, you have what you think that you want to do. But then in my life, I was called, I believe, I was called to the profession because of the lack of educational credits, but my ability to grow and understand where others did not that were pursuing the profession, I really had to take note that there was something major going on in my life. Now, did I receive it right away? I did not. Mm -hmm. I fought it for years. Mm -hmm. I fought it for years, but I've not done anything else professionally other than accounting. So I had to come to the point that, hmm, maybe this is where you really need to be. And it was at that point where I took it very serious and I took it to the next level to become licensed because I felt as if it was a calling, it was purposeful for my life. Now, how do I integrate that creativity, that fashion? I do it through who I am now. Um, no. Am I going to be, are you going to see me in the three piece suit? Probably not. Not that I don't have them, but if I have to wear them, you're going to pay what well, one of my colleagues says, a uh, soup tax. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just bring who I am as a person, my personality, the creativity. I bring that to the profession as I'm serving clients and it works so well because I'm able to connect with people. A lot easier. And this is no discredit to my colleagues, but I'm able to make that connection. I'm more welcoming. And in my profession, you have to be able to gain trust for people to work with you when it comes to their money. You have trustworthy. And we know that one way that we are trustworthy is by being engaging and connecting with people. I can't always just sit as much as I would like to sometimes in my space, in my workspace, at my desk, heads down, and doing the work, but there comes a point in time where I have to have interaction with my clients. And so when I present myself to my clients, you better believe I'm gonna have something fashionable on and that's how I indulge in that area, that passion of fashion that I have. I will put it on. So <laughs>
0: absolutely. I love it. I, wear it. So I absolutely I love I it. You know, I did a, a clubhouse room last night and it was just it was so amazing we were the the topic really started off as the lonely space of entrepreneurship because i wanted to have this conversation because a lot of times women specifically we think that we're in this by ourselves because we may be the only person in our household that's an entrepreneur i know for myself my husband works a nine-to-five job i have you know i'm the entrepreneur and, and I know as I've talked to other women, sometimes they feel that their families don't seem to understand them. And so they're just kind of like out here and they've got to, you know, watch what they say to other entrepreneurs to ensure that, you know, their ideas and things are not stolen behind their back. And so that, you know, it's just all of this stuff. And so it can be a lonely space for people. But I wanted to have that conversation last night because I don't believe it has to be if we combine efforts, if we really link arms together, we're not an island, we we don't have to be, we don't have to be lonely. And so when we were having this conversation last night, I brought up the fact that, you know, hey, listen, I've got pink hair. That's one of the things that people, you know, it grabs their attention. And it didn't start off as, you know, doing that. I got to a point where You know, I'm at that age where really all that you see that's pink is really gray. Okay. And Uh so I don't have to, I don't have to lift it. I don't have to do all of that stuff. So I can do a semi rinse and be done and and that's fine. And it lays perfectly. And so, you know, I started off because I had never dyed my hair a day in my life. And I'm at this age where I'm like, I'm going to dye my hair. Who's going to say anything? And so we talked about that last night, coming to the table, especially in entrepreneurship, as your authentic self, being who you are, wear your hair pink. There was a, a lady that came up on stage. She had beautiful, bright blue hair. It was absolutely beautiful. And when you are able to really be who you are now, even with the pink hair, it has become a part of my brand, you know? And so when I come to the table, I come as I am. And people are astonished by that. You know, listen, you don't have to worry about somebody saying, I don't really like that. I mean, I've had all kinds of things said to me in corporate America. I, I, you know, I told them last night, I, I wore a mohawk as an assistant vice president of a company because I dared them to say, what are you going to say? I bring what I bring to the table. So, you know, I, I I fully agree with the idea of being yourself, coming to the table and bringing that, whatever it is with you. I want to kind of change gears a little bit I know a little something about you Uh and the different approach that you have so I want to talk about this money mindset I heard a little birdie talking about this you know this is like my thing I love this simply because it has a lot to do with mindset but then when you put that money thing with it man oh man talk to us a little bit about that
1: I would love to, Karina, thank you for opening that door because what I have found in this world that I'm in with these three letters behind it, we all know it deals with money and I'm privileged to see the decisions that are made with money whether it be on an individual level or on an organizational level, there's usually a mindset behind making money decisions. Yes. I've seen some good decisions and I've seen some really, really bad ones. And I have to examine all of that to be able to offer good professional advice. And one thing I have found with this journey is that a lot of times decisions are made around money and it's not really purposeful. And now. so what begins to happen is we begin to use money, not as the tool by which it is intended but it is used for other things to make us feel a certain way that is not truly purposeful again. And so I began building a practice over the last, I want to say three years, I began really examining money and mindset and studying in it and meditation and mindfulness and spirituality because I am a spiritual person and that is part of my makeup and came to a realization that we cannot really be the best stewards of money if we do not take a holistic approach to how we manage our money. It's, we, what, what we tend to do in our society, in our world is money is over here.
0: Mm okay
1: it's the thing that's over here mm-hmm. but that thing that's over here is guided by our thoughts it's guided by our actions and then we have outcomes because of that and so what I began to see is that people tend to get in trouble yeah what that might mean with their money because of the decisions that they're making and so I began to unpack well what are those decisions wow. those typically are influenced by the external environment because there is a system that is intended to make sure you spend money the way that that system wants you to spend that money. Mm -hmm. And so we get in a cycle that created, usually it's generationally because most of us can attest to some of those comments that were made along their lives by parents or other influential people in their lives when they begin to talk about money and they pass along their perspectives and so if you have been guided and conditioned to think of money as being scarce as being lack or you know it makes you who you are versus your purpose really making who making you who you truly are, then you're going to gravitate to all these external influences Mm -hmm. because that's one of the designs is to look on the outside to be able to determine who you are Mm -hmm. versus looking on the inside and doing the inner work that we need to do to discover who we are, what we want, what is our purpose and then our money should follow Mm -hmm. that. our money should follow our purpose. It, we shouldn't live, and we live in a society where it's a it's a money-centered society versus being a purpose-centered society. See, because when you have a money-centered society, then the ability to control individuals yeah. becomes a lot easier. And it's a cycle and it's integrated. And a lot of times we're not even thinking about this. We're on a, control, accrues control, we're on mm-hmm. we don't really, really take the time to think about what we're going to do with money. Hence, where are we now? We're in a society now that is totally digitizing currency. So where we used to have dollars and cents, actual a physical representation of money, that is vastly disappearing in our society and across the world. And so now we have a whole totally different concept Mm -hmm. of what money is, because we're not even seeing it. So it's just a matter of transactions. And so if you're conditioned to just slice at whim, and you know that we have a lot of influences coming to us when we're online, everywhere. I mean, we spend great amount of time online. So that's going to be the medium that's going to be influencing our spending and our buying decisions. So if you don't have a plan and you're not thinking on the level of, you know, I really need to think about what I'm spending my money on, who am I? And is this really getting me to that place of satisfaction and fulfillment in life? Because that's where I am in life. That now I don't, things are not <laughs> are not that important. Yes, Yes, I like nice things. I think everybody likes nice things, but it comes to the point. Now we have so much more, we have so much excess, but yet we're so unhappy and unfulfilled. And that is where I am moving my practice into coaching people around that aspect, helping them to take a pause and to really think about who am I where am I? My purpose and my money needs to follow that. That's where I am headed. Becoming a mindful money coach. <laughs> that you know, brings-
0: to be honest, I feel like you are a hidden gem. I feel like you are, you know, you're coming with the trifecta. And they don't even realize it. Because you you come with certainly with the, the certified stuff, not to diminish, you know, your accomplishments, but the certified stuff, okay? But then you come with the mindset piece that is going to break off why you're doing what you're doing. But then you add with that really getting your money right, okay? But then in addition to that, the actual CPA piece of it. So you, you know, you, you've got three things. You're working with the mind, Mm -hmm. you're working with their money, Mm -hmm. but then you're getting their business up to par. Mm -hmm. Their purpose. That is so amazing. So
1: amazing. Thank you. It has taken a good deal of courage to get to this point where I'm able to truly articulate some of these concepts, the dynamics that we go through. I've been through them myself, you know, as far as the identification. Um, Again, the three letters are for the public's trust Mm -hmm. because it speaks on its own. And when you're out doing business, you want to make sure that the people that you're working with are truly who they say they are and may add value to their, to their lives, that you're gonna add value to their lives. But at the other end of that spectrum, we know that money is, I, I would say, probably fourth on the rank of importance for most people. And It has so much power in the society. And unfortunately we have groups and communities who have not been able to maximize and optimize their lives because of how they use their money. I believe that there's a greater good, there's a greater work for us to do and we need money in order to do it. So we really will not be able to affect change if we do not have the financial resources to even be in the game. And so this is why we'll see many people working and I'm not knocking W-2 wage earners because it's necessary. Um, We have to eat, but most of us come with a package that is inside of us that is so much more than a nine to five but because we get caught in that ecosystem of going to work, getting a paycheck, we get in that cycle and I've seen so much talent, so much gifting being lost because one of the first things that when I ask a person, well, why aren't you really flourishing in a business? And the first one of the first comments is, I don't have the money. And that's where I come in and begin to work with people the first find because we know you have it.
0: So we need to look at let's let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about that statement. You know, I I I seldom hear people talking about that. You know, in my prior coaching life, I was a money coach. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that I would tell people. They would say, you know, I don't really have any money. Give me your financial documents and I promise you, I can find you money. That's I right. I promise you. I don't make guarantees, but I promise you, I can That's find right. you money. That's right. We'll talk about that a little bit because a lot of times people say that, but they don't realize how they are spending their money makes them think they don't have any. It comes back again to mindset
1: so that's the starting point of where we're going to make decisions about what we're going to do with our money
0: yes
1: and so we have to first examine that mindset
0: yes
1: have to look at what are you spending your money on yes. and there is the money shame is a real thing as you mm-hmm. know can do this work mm-hmm. it's a real thing and a lot of people and money's personal again because I've also found that if somebody's not ready to do that work, they're going to evade. Their exactly. Going, <laughs> they're not absolutely. Going to and so we're not going to see the results that need to be seen. So you have to be in the right mindset where you're ready to really examine what are you doing with your money. I offer a very simple exercise, and this this dynamic of not physically seeing money and we transact using our cards i make sure i get a receipt for everything that mm-hmm. i do i get a plastic bag
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything that i buy for a month i put it in that plastic mm-hmm. bag because i need a physical representation of what i'm spending yes money that's good on. i
0: applaud you on that that is so good that's all
1: it takes You put the bag in your pocketbook or wherever you're going in your car. And every time you make a purchase, put it in that bag because you need to see what how this bag is growing because it could get fat sometimes. Yes, Yes. But it's also kind of convicting to a certain point Mm -hmm. because now you're curious because it's a month and you, you may need to go back in and see, well, what did I, what did I do with all this money? And then if you add it up, you're going to find out that you probably spent a lot of money on things that you really did not need. And it was probably some emotion attached to it, you know, logical things that go on with us and our spending. But once you actually face it and you see it, now you're gonna be more willing to make some different choices the next time around. Now, nobody says that we're supposed to live a deprived life and that we should not reward ourselves. But sometimes I think we just find reasons to be excessive, to reward ourselves. And we wanna feel good about something, but making purchases unnecessarily is not typically the answer right Usually there's some other deeply rooted issue that we need to address yeah that will keep us from making those purchases absolutely there are some things i will not spend I, I refrain from spending my money on mm-hmm. because i know that if i want to do this greater thing then i have to sacrifice the smaller things mm-hmm. and as you already know it adds up mm-hmm. quickly we can find easily
0: $500 in a month. Listen, <laughs> I, I had a client when I was doing that. I, I actually had a client that told me, Karina, I, don't, I just don't have the money. I don't have the money. And so I, I went through her bank statements and she spent in, in a 30-day time period. She spent, um, now keep in mind, she had a, a lot of overdrafts which you know i when i see those i'm like seeing red because do you understand you're giving money away you're Mm -hmm. literally like it's a bag with a hole in it and you're you are paying people Uh for nothing Uh literally for nothing Uh and so but outside of her overdraft fees um and you know and she doesn't mind me talking about this because it was a a a teaching blessing for her, but um, she spent $600 on groceries,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but then another $400 on eating out, all in a 30-day period. Yeah. If we were to multiply that by
1: 12, that gets us to $12,000, right? So... What could she have repurposed yeah. that, that twelve hundred, that twelve thousand dollars to advance her purpose, a business, education, investments that would return passive income back to her? they say that if you're going to spend money on groceries, then you don't eat out. And if you're going to eat out, don't spend money on groceries. You have to make a choice Mm -hmm. because it's double dipping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and and I when I talked to her about it, you know, I went through, because I could see every morning she was going to Wawa, getting a coffee and a sandwich, and then in the afternoon, run to Wendy's and get a salad, you know, and so you know, I said, you're, you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the go, but you've got food at home. She said, well, I don't really, you know, I don't really buy anything, you know, like eating out outside of like dinner. And so we went through it. So people disconnect running into Wawa to get a cup of coffee and a bagel. They disconnect from that. That doesn't even register as spending money But how much have you spent in a 30-day period Mm -hmm. on a coffee and a bagel Mm -hmm. versus, you know, going to get it versus (laughs) what I started doing? I mean, I'm not going to be without my Wawa Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because I have have Wawa every day. Mm -hmm. So I buy the K-cups. There you go. You know, and so (laughs) these are things that even when I was in corporate America, I'm going to tell you what really hit home for me on this when I was in corporate America years ago, when this just really sunk in for me, I was eating breakfast and lunch in a little cafe type thing in the basement mm-hmm. that they had in the building. The food was not that good. I mean, when you can make a bologna burger not be all that great. Mm-hmm. waste of fun. <laughs> so one day I sat down, yeah. One day, I sat down and looked at my bank statements and added up all the money that I was spending in a 30-day period in this cafe. And it was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I became angry with myself. That's right. Then I became even more angry with myself and the person that owned it, the cook, because the food wasn't even that good. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) I'm paying you for bad food. Yes. No, <laughs> I mean the service was absolutely phenomenal. He would, you know, because I was so busy, and if if I called down and ordered something, he'd have it ready for me as soon as I got there. If for whatever reason it wasn't ready and there was a long line, he'd bump me up, you know. And he did that with anybody that was a repeat customer, sure. because he saw
1: value.
0: Yes, so he knew the value of the yes. relationship. And don't let me order something and uh, an extended period of time has gone by before I come and get it. He'll call upstairs. And he he was from Lebanon. He was Lebanese. And so he had a very thick accent, but he was very nice. And do you, now I can't, I'm not going to try to imitate his accent, but he would ask me, do you want him to have somebody bring it up for you? Wow. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. So...
1: So, but he was a smart businessman. Yes,
0: he was. Extremely. The author,
1: his food quality was not on the level, his customer service. So that's what you
0: wound up paying for. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And then and and so when I stopped going there, you know, as much, and then I just really stopped altogether, he asked me, he said, Well, has something happened? Is something wrong? I said, No, I just and and, and one of the sides benefits i actually lost weight and he said i see that you lost weight you know he was very um respectful but he said i see that but you know has something happened i said no i just i bring my lunch now exactly every single day exactly and guess what it may not necessarily because if i'm busy i literally might throw some stuff in a bag that's right don't go together but guess what it's home-cooked food. It's healthy. And That's I don't right. have
1: to pay double. That's right. That's right. We have to take control. Yes. But again, you took stock of where you had took taken a pause and you really evaluated what was happening there. And yeah. then once you evaluated, you put in a remedial course of action to correct it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you had, like you said, a double benefit save money plus you lost weight right so you were able to control your food intake as part of the process and i find that food is a huge area of where we can find additional money oh yeah when i do have to go out to work i am not gonna very rarely am i going to go through a drive-through yes i'm just as happy to either have my leftovers. Yep. This COVID pandemic experience has um, reignited my love for cooking, yeah. and so, um, and and just having to out of necessity. So, I, I, and most of us are saving money in this process. Now, there is a conversation that you probably, if you have not seen it already, but the news media is already teeing us up to spend our money because, um, the American Americans have of course decreased their spending because of COVID restrictions. And a lot of us have built up surpluses in cash. So they're already that the marketers are already aware. I hear it in my conversations that I'm having with colleagues, but they're already aware that there's going to be surplus money and excess and they're gonna come for it. So yeah. we have to be prepared, if we wanna be on guard and safeguard our money and have control over where our money goes, we have to be extra attentive because there are gonna be all types of marketing coming to us. I think I received a, a mail of the other day for cruises. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I said to myself, ooh. I'm like, that sounds nice. But again, you know, if I want to do something like that, I'm planning for it. Right. I'm going to stay for it. And, you know, the it's going to be a treat. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that's intentional. And that is the key word. Intentional about how we spend that money. Because so many forces out there do not want us to have it. Yes.
0: Everybody yes.
1: Everybody. Right. Everybody in our pockets. And so if you're not grounded and you're not rooted about who you are and what you want out of life, you will not have the money, you know? So that mindset work is really important if you want more of an out of life than you have today. We have all the black shoes and, I, and this is my thing, you know, I'm not going to buy another pair of black shoes. I'm not going to buy another pair of black pants. Or what If I don't have enough <laughs> here, By now, I'm not going to do it. I don't care how cute or the cut or whatever. You have to come to that point where, you know, not right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I I really applaud you for the work that you're doing and the stance that you're taking. Uh, This episode right now is, you know, we're in Women's History Month. And so I really appreciate the work that you've done and the work that you're doing. And I tell folks, you know, listen, celebrating history is fine, but sometimes we have to sit back and look at the fact that we're actually making history as well. And so I want to, the reason why I wanted to do these particular episodes for Women's History Month is so that I can identify, we can identify women like you who are in the making, history in the making. You know, I don't want to just celebrate. I understand the women history, Women's History Month is a lot about the suffrage, but there are women that are still out here on the front lines, behind the front lines, behind enemy lines, doing things that, man, is phenomenal. And you are one of those women and I applaud you for it. I thank you for it. And I honor you for it. It is amazing. Tell us how we can get in touch with you. And as my listeners, all, they all know, I will have clickable links in the show notes, just in case they don't catch something that you say, but tell us, I want to hear from you how we can get in sure. touch with you. Sure. Well, my first entry point,
1: go to Celia Powell, cpa.com and you can connect with me there. Also, I'm on Instagram at Celia Powell CPA, Facebook, Celia Powell CPA, and on LinkedIn, Celia Powell CPA, and email address, Celia CPA at gmail.com. If you want to connect with me and reach out, just say hello. Please do, I welcome. And I respond to everybody who reaches out to me. Love connecting with people and just seeing, you know, what's going on in their lives. And I think that is an area that we need to make sure we engage with others, especially as entrepreneurs, that it can be a lonely road, but when we have opportunities and we feel led, reach out and connect, because you just don't know where that connection will leave Right, Karina? Absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Listen, I, I am amazed I am amazed, literally I'm amazed, but you know, why should I be? It's a promise. It's Mm -hmm. a promise. You know, we are not an island unto ourselves.
1: No, we are not. To me,
0: that is a promise. So I just want to thank you again for joining us, Celia. Uh, This has been extremely eye-opening. It has been a breath of fresh air. It has been amazing. And folks, listen, let the shame fall away. Let the shame fall away. Get in touch with Celia. She's going to get you right. And she's not just going to talk to you about your money. She's going to talk to you about why you're doing your money like that. I believe Celia will help you get begin to get to a place where you are managing your money instead of your money managing you. That's right. And I will tell you, based on what she said through this conversation, you really need to make sure before you contact her that you are committed to your commitment. I say that all the time. You've got to be committed to your commitment. And if you're not, it's just you're just wasting folks time and you're wasting your money. You're wasting it. Be committed to your commitment. Celia, are there any last words you would like to say to the women entrepreneurs out there listening? Sure.
1: I just would like to say if you have a purpose in your heart, if there's a passion, if there's something that you know that you are called to do greater than where you are now, pursue, pursue, pursue. Now is the time. Do not be afraid, take the steps. And you have plenty of support in our community to help you get to that place that you want to go pursue.
0: Absolutely. Well, folks, this has been another great episode of War Cry Radio. Go be great. I am your coach, Coach Karina Calhoun. I am your mindset and life coach. And listen, I have had Celia Powell, CPA, money, mindset coach. Listen, she will get your life all the way together all the way. I believe that. I know that. So Celia, thank you again, once again, for joining us. This has been a pleasure. And folks, I will see you all on the flip side. Thank you, Karina. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I hope that it's been transformative for you. My goal here at War Cry Radio Go Be Great podcast is to provide strategic solutions that impact Not just your business life, but your personal life as well. I am a business coach and you can reach out to me at www.warcry.com. That's W-A-R-K-R-Y.com to learn more about me and what I offer. And lastly, if you're interested and want to enroll in one of my growing lists of personal development or business development courses, you can learn more about them at coach-carina.teachable.com. Again, that's coach-karina.teachable.com. Thank you.